Praise the Lord, everybody. Today on our 10 minute table talk, I want to talk to you from the subject of you can do it. No matter where you may find yourself at in life, no matter the highs or the lows, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The Bible is replete of stories where God used ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And God uses people where he finds them and takes them to the place where he wants them to be. And in our time today, we'll look at 1 Samuel 16, a very familiar passage of scripture when Samuel visits Jesse's house to go and anoint the next king of Israel. Saul had now been rejected of God in 1 Samuel 15. Samuel is mourning over the rejection of Saul. And then God beckons Samuel to go on this mission to anoint the future king of Israel. And God directs him to Jesse's house. And Samuel goes in and speaks to Jesse and says that I have come to anoint the next king of Israel. Jesse being a proud father, no doubt, parades out all of his children, all of his sons, kingsly men, tall, muscular. They look the part. They sound the part. They would pit the, fit the description of what a king should look like. And after Jesse parades all of his sons before Samuel, the horn of oil did not flow. Samuel then looks at Jesse and says, are these all of your sons? And casually, haphazardly even, Jesse said, no, there's another one. Um, but this guy, I'm sure you didn't come all of this way for this guy. Uh, I do have another son, but he's, on, he's in the field and he is tending the sheep. He is doing the work of a slave, so obviously he cannot be the person that you come to anoint as the next king of Israel. Samuel then looks at Jesse and says, go and retrieve him, for we shall not eat until he comes in. And here comes David, this short, ruddy, red-headed little teenager from out of the fields. And imagine, if you will, the scenario, go with me in your mind's eye, that here is the prophet Samuel, who is a big deal, who comes into Jesse's house and he is sitting at Jesse's table with all of the sons of Jesse around that table. And all of them are no doubt in their kingsly and best apparel because Samuel the prophet is visiting their home. And out of, the, out of nowhere, here comes little David not dressed in kingsly attire, not dressed in his best clothing, but smelling like the sheep by which he was just tending. He comes in ruddy and ruddy. And here comes this man and says from uh, Samuel's perspective, as he walks into the home, the horn of oil begins to flow. Here it is, this man that was discounted by his father, discounted by all of his brothers, to never to amount to anything but God had a plan for David. He was anointed in be right before his father and in front of his brothers at the tender age of 16. As you journal the life of David from 1 Samuel 16 all the way over to 2 Samuel, you will see a matter of about 15 to 16 years have passed between 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. So there is a 15 year gap between the time that God had anointed David to be king before the time that he would actually become king. And there's always a season of preparation when God calls you to where God fulfills his promise. So 15 years had elapsed from the time that Samuel went to Jesse's house and anointed him king of Israel until the time that David actually sat on the throne of Israel. 
And you have to look at the scriptures to see what happened during those 15 years. Because a lot of people would have lost hope in those 15 years. In those 15 years, Samuel, uh, Saul had tried to kill David four times. Uh, his men had left him and abandoned him. He found himself before the king of Gath, uh, playing crazy with spit coming down his beard. There was many a times in which David was in fear of his own life. There was many a times in which David did not even have enough food to eat. But yet David had a promise that he was to be the next king of Israel. But there was a time in which the anointing and the appointing had to come to pass. And so I want to encourage you wherever you are right now that God has spoken something to your life and things may not be lining up the way in which you think they should. Things may be going haywire. God has promised you to do this. God has promised you to do that. But everything else is happening in the meantime. I want to encourage you to stay the course. Because from the time that God calls you to the time that God fulfills the promise has to be a season of perfecting. And God has to get some stuff out of us until he gets us to the place to where he wants us to be. I'm reminded of this man named Joseph, to which we all know in the scriptures that he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was accused of committing rape on Potiphar's wife. He was thrown into prison and served a 13 year prison sentence for a crime that he did not commit. He had to go through everything that he had to go through and ultimately to end up to be the second in command of Egypt. And there is such a powerful scripture in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 that says what you meant for evil God meant it for my good. So he had to go through hell and high water. But after he got through hell and high water, he was fulfilling the, the promise that God had laid up on his life. So I want to encourage you, dear child of God, right now, wherever you are, be encouraged. God has a plan for you. I don't care what the world tells you you can't do. The Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. That if God be for you, it's more than the entire world against you. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. All things will work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his promise. God has promised us victory. God has promised us victory, but he did not say we would not have to fight. He did promise victory, but he did not say that you would not have to fight. Stay in the fight. Be encouraged. If God be for you, it's more than the entire world against you. You can do it. Be encouraged.